Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, Chastity. Yes? What's the name of uh, this uh, recording? This episode's going to be bitching. Ooh. Yeah. Stranger Things uh, pun, I guess you could say. Bitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to say the word bitch in general, so, you know. Yeah. Bitch. Bitching has taken on a different term, though. I know. These days. <laughs> so it doesn't mean anything good, but this one is going to be 1980s bitching. Yeah. Insert 1980s music here. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, guys, yes. So today we are going to start our very first, I guess say, first episode of our last mini series of season one. Man, that took a lot. Wow. It's like time has flown by. Yeah. So we're coming up. We're not quite at the end of season one, but this will be our last mini series that will consist of two or more episodes it'll definitely be more than two um and we are going to start talking about psychic abilities in general and some things that are associated with that but before we start talking about all the good stuff there we wanted to go ahead and put out a episode dedicated just to spiritual protection mm-hmm. because it's very important to understand it's probably spiritual the protection. most it's the most important thing guys if you take anything away, please let it be this uh, episode. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely want to understand this before you dive in to really trying to tap into your natural intuitive gifts. We all have some type of intuitive gift and some of them are stronger than others. Some of us will just use them for our day-to-day lives and some of them, some of us like me and Emily might use them for other things. So, and that's all okay. But yeah, we just want to talk about spiritual protection and all the goodies there. So, it's been an interesting couple of weeks and yeah, do you have anything you want to share that may be interesting news for the couple weeks that we've not recorded? Oh yeah, so... Let's see. I have surgery coming up Wednesday. So, yay. The episode will be out before she has to go in, guys. Mm -hmm. So any positive thoughts and prayers for him would be great. She's going to have a somewhat major surgery. Mm -hmm. And I got to do a collab with Duran, which will come out probably two weeks from this episode. So. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to pre-record. Uh, the collab is about past lives. So, you know, he was awesome enough to agree to let me practice on him. And I was able to pull five past lives out of my meditations. And pretty much we talked about them. And I wanted to see if he could validate some of it, which he did. And it was full of awesomeness. So, guys... If you want to watch it when it comes out, I highly recommend it because it was lit. 
That's awesome. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I have a new setup now. Like with the sh- like if I do collabs, I have like a nice little overlay and I'm excited. Nice. Yes. Well, I wanted to, I guess, talk about some worldly news because people seem to be very interested in a few topics uh, like the aliens and submarines. I know two totally different things, but I just wanted to touch on, uh, I guess, start with the aliens since that happened first. So last week we were consumed by the Las Vegas aliens or probably over the last like three weeks. That news is kind of dying off now as they found about out about the submarine that went missing. Um, I put out a little video from one of the high quality footage videos I could find and I kind of dissected it a little bit but I went by feeling of where I thought something was like an intuitive feeling and I was able to get a screen capture of some type of being and it's if you go through the video and you screen cap it throughout it I mean we're zooming in on a part that's like maybe an eighth of an inch of a screen of a well my cell phone I have like a s22 ultra so it's it's kind of big compared to other ones but uh, still very small I was able to pull that out of it and I've seen a lot of different things um, if you guys are studying any of the other videos that are lower quality I would suggest that there's a possibility that those have been CGI'd so just so you know but in the submarine tragic situation um you know i i saw it implode on monday and i just kind of stayed out of it because you know at the end of the day it's a distraction but it's interesting it's interesting distractions not the submarine that's not you know in a in a light way that's actually you know not very good and prayers and thoughts for the family but as far as the aliens yeah We've known there's been aliens, but it leaves you to think what else is going on in the world. I don't want to get too heavy in that, but we have a cover-up possibly submarine accident and aliens have landed. What the fuck? 2023. So, interesting news. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Emily, do you have any experiences that you would like to share for the week? Yes, I have two. So... The first one, while I was doing past life like meditation for Duran and trying to record and pre-record videos and stuff, I have an earthbound spirit that keeps trying to talk to me and it's actually somebody I went to school with in high school and then like college and I've been trying to get them to cross over but they're being stubborn and they're they're just consumed by their guilt and then recording with Duran, you know, I started, and every time we record with Duran, whether it's me or Chas, and we do our collabs with him through Lights at Midnight, there's always <laughs> some kind of electronical, like, things going on, and during the recording, actually, my printer went off by itself, um, my recording devices were being wonky, my phone was being wonky, Everything was being wonky. <laughs> so, yeah. But, Chastity, how about you? Oh, yeah. So, um, there's a lot of things that's been going on, but I think the only interesting one that um, I'd like to share <laughs> is as, as I was driving home, and it almost feels like a dream now, thinking back, I had to ask myself, was I dreaming? 
was this really a dream? And I had told Emily earlier this week, but on my way back home last Sunday night, I turned, I think it was onto my road and I saw like this green orb with legs <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't very big and I'm pretty sure it was a fairy. I'm just saying, <laughs> this is my life now. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I saw a green orb. It had two green legs. And yeah, so I've seen the orb lights before. I've seen multiple color orb lights. There are different things for different color orb lights. Not every colored orb is a fairy. The color orb fairy lights act in a very different way than normal orbs. So here's a little side lesson. If you see a little floaty orb in your house that's just going whoo and just floating around and then it disappears, that's not a fairy. Fairy orbs actually zoom. They fly and they disappear really fast. Sometimes they hover and stuff like that, but they actually have directional flight patterns. Okay. So that's how I've been able to tell the difference <laughs> between orbs and fairies. Um, so yeah, that was kind of interesting and funny. And in general, I have, think I have a house visitor. Mm -hmm. There's uh, energy in my house. Ooh. So the boy, my son, I call him the boy, son. Um, he's fairly sensitive and he feels like there's something going on too. So I'm going to have to take care of that. I'm kind of in a interesting mood, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And then one of them, I'm in a mood. So, yep, that's about it. Yeah, I have a headache because of the shitty weather. Yeah, the weather's been awful. Like, where's um, summer? Like, I don't want it to be 60. We're supposed to have, like, 80s and 90s. What the fuck? Yeah, and it's kind of weird. You know, it's been pretty cold, which I know we have different things going on. But the storms, it's probably rained here almost five days straight. And it mm -hmm. hasn't been constant, but the ground is just saturated. It's coming up here now. Yeah, was, and it just hangs out. I was supposed to go to Dorney Park on Monday, but that's not going to happen. <sighs> right well i've just noticed something looking at the weather patterns like it could be the radar you know but it starts down in the gulf of mexico mm -hmm. and they and i guess maybe the radar don't reach the other part i assume it would though because it was showing storms on the west coast and i'm on the east coast but it's like they're developing off the gulf of mexico which is really really odd well they're just there, just churning like that's where the storms pop up and they're in a line mm -hmm. they're literally yeah over the same spot did you see that news report though i think it was like over arizona or something like in that general vicinity and the guy is like the news or the weather guy he's like so there's some military like practice going on but this over here is actually real rain and i was like what's that supposed to mean yeah Mm hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. I did. Um, I believe I shared it somewhere, some way, mm -hmm. in some fashion. Um, maybe I didn't know. I don't know. I did see it, and I think it's off off the west coast of, Cal of California. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the west. Yes. But, um, yeah, I saw that. So unless it's CGI'd like everything else mm -hmm. in the fucking world, then yeah, it don't surprise me. So it's interesting that this is just. I mean, because I've looked at the weather every day and scrolled out and it's just like there's a line in the gulf of mexico and unless this is radar issues mm -hmm. i mean it's been there every day so the probability scientific probability insert nerd emoji here um 
<laughs> is, you know, it, it could be the radar, but it is interesting. And with that in mind, even more interesting. So there's a lot of weird shit going on. I'm just overall getting a general feeling that things have started to become even more ridiculous than they were before. Yeah. And the yeah, the shape of our society and the things they keep playing. And I guess I'll just say what I really wanted to say about the submarine and the aliens. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. I know these are real things and all, but they, they really are distractions. And they really are meant to keep us in a mode of continual continual sharing. So, like, yeah, I've put, made my fair share of posts about one or the other. Mm -hmm. But as I did it, I realized it's like, you know, I'm just contributing to the uh, clusterfuck mm -hmm. of illusions and shit that they're trying to, you know, make for us. By sharing these big topics and events, we just keep pushing agendas. Mm -hmm. And that's just the icing. That's just like an okay, iceberg right ahead. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. But seriously, that's just the top. Yeah. So, Yeah. I'm in that I'm I'm in the maybe conspiracy theory realm but you know what a lot of them like I've said before have been proven so over it mm -hmm. tired of these agendas just tired of it in general mm -hmm. I mean we keep our face stuck in a phone most of the day or half the day mm -hmm. and not really pay attention to real world problems and what's going on in your life and we're all kind of stuck in that simulation and or a lot of people not everybody i was gonna say i spend most of the time sleeping now <laughs> right and i i mean fair play but we just it, it constantly consumes our life mm -hmm. and i would like to challenge everybody to disconnect at some point in the next little bit and spend time with you know your family and your friends go outside you know, i want to go, go camping i want to go in and do tent. something yeah so do something that makes you happy that doesn't involve looking at your phone outside makes me happy mm -hmm. and just you know interestingly enough i was having stomach pains the last three days and whether it's you know biological things going on because you know i'm not the healthiest due to you know the endo and the ic and all that shit but this is this is how I can usually tell if it's, you know, health, like actual health versus energetic issues is if I go outside and I'm miraculously better, that's how I know it's not health related and it is energetic or paranormally related. Right. And our houses are contaminated with, I mean, every place is mm -hmm. now thanks to certain technologies, but you know, the EMF, electromagnetic fields, everything produces that. These electronics mm -hmm. produce that. We have yet to see the full blown effects of what that's really going to do because guys, if you're not as old as me or older, then you may not realize that this wasn't always mm -hmm. our way of life. Uh, things have changed i'm kind of disappointed i'm kind of disappointed and you know at least i got a cool childhood and Me now too. we grow up and it's it's easy yeah i mean like i would never have been able to connect with a lot of you guys that i've spoke with we would have never met if it wasn't for the internet it's a great mm -hmm. tool but it's also it's a double-edged sword I do but i'll get off i do want to say this y'all the i-95 bridge is allegedly allegedly supposed to be fixed in like three weeks so well, that's a great thing because I know it's causing a lot of problems. I had to take a detour yesterday and it was terrible. But I got a nice yeah. scenic view, so it wasn't that terrible. However, when it downpours and, you know, rains, because you're right next to the Susquehanna, that shit floods. So it's not great. 
when you have to yeah, go that awful. way. Yeah. And it was actually flooding today. Yeah. Even um, just driving back home, it was really fucking flooded. Bigger inner cities and flooding and water and air quality and all that. We just got to see that with the fires mm -hmm. and how the bigger inner cities that didn't have trees, the trees couldn't mm -hmm. eat it, you know, like, so it makes it I'm really still sick hard. From that, from um, the fucking smoke. Yeah, it was really bad. It got up to like 492 was the highest one I see. I think it's parts per million in the air. 192? It was really bad. 400. Yeah, that was where it was in like Lancaster. That's, yep, mm -hmm. my my friends were dying, especially the ones that had asthma. So, yeah, that's crazy. It's wild. So, so much things mm -hmm. have happened. So, definitely take the time to reset. And it actually is a great way to introduce again our episode, mm -hmm. Spiritual Protection. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, seriously, because this actually has a lot to do with it because it's soul-sucking to it a is. degree. Like, you, yeah, so it is part of it. Things, it's not just, spiritual protection is not just about, how can I say this? It's not just about the supernatural or the malevolent. It's not just about that. It's about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It's about even people, and that's what we're getting ready to dive into, guys. So, without further ado... We're going to go ahead and just get started. We're going to But before that, in. we are two psychic mediums specializing in the paranormal. Oh, yeah. We are, mm -hmm. aren't we? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are two psychic mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast... Lights at midnight. Ding. Lamp. <laughs> Alrighty, so what is spiritual protection? Spiritual protection is the ability to protect ourselves and our, which is our aura that includes our energy field and possibly others from outside energy influences that are meant to harm or persuade your free will. And you can do this with your own energy. Objects, sacred objects, your religion, your spirituality, divine guidance, but most importantly, your intentions. Good luck finding that on Google because I read yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on Google. But that is what I personally define spiritual protection as. Emily, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that. Yes. That is kind of how There's I There's a lot of it. things like that are, you know, that can go into it. And not just what you said, but we're going to get into that here. So, Right. And, you know, why do we need spiritual I'll protection? I'll tell you why. Because if we don't have spiritual protection, it could mess us up emotionally, mentally, physically, psychologically, and spiritually. And it's not a fun time and it can really mess up just your overall health. And I'm a good example of that because I'm clairsentient. <laughs> yeah. And even if yeah. you're not clairsentient, it's still, it, 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 it what, how can I say this? It pushes it mm -hmm. even further if you're clairsentient. But you will pick up these energies 
no matter who you are. I mean, truly. And it's a situational thing as well. Just because somebody gets affected emotionally from it doesn't mean the next person will get affected the Mm -hmm. same way. Because generally, depending situationally, it's targeting certain factors that affect multiple Mm -hmm. people. And now this is in a, this is from a standpoint of negative energy or Mm -hmm. entity um, and not so much as a direction of a person maybe sending you something, even just their intentions, because they don't have to be a witch or, you know, they don't have to have superpowers because technically none of us do to be able to actually send you something. But in the sense of, you know, an entity or negative energy, it can come in all those Mm -hmm. forms. So, you know, you really, you really have to think about that. And so who needs spiritual protection? Everybody. And, you know, I want to add two things here. So when I was younger, and I don't know why I like already knew this, but y'all know by listening to us on this podcast, and if you follow me on my channel, that I have a potty mouth. Okay. And I used to get in trouble as a child for it, but it's not my fault because I learned it from my grandpa. But my mom would be like, stop cursing. And I'd be like, that's not what cursing is. Cursing is when you wish harm on somebody. And (laughs) that's literally how you could curse somebody. Even if you are not aware of it, you can curse somebody unintentionally by just, you know, saying like, fuck you. I hope you blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then the 100%. second thing I wanted to say as just a random like, blah, blah, blah. anyway, so while I was gaming today, um, all of a sudden I started speaking in a Russian accent. Why? I don't fucking know. I don't even know how to do a Russian accent, but I was doing it very well. And my friends were like, why are you speaking in a Russian accent? And then it occurred to me, oh, there's somebody around here that's Russian. And it was a dead person, and I was picking up their uh, accent. So, <laughs> interesting. Uh-huh. It's gone now. That is interesting. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so who needs spiritual protection? We all yeah. need spiritual protection in some way, shape, or form. So, and it again is circumstantial. You know, just because Emily, she's more clairsentient, she's going to pick up more feelings in her body. She's going to be, she's going to notice it more. For people that have trauma, different types of trauma bring different types of attack, Yeah, I guess you could say. So we talk a lot about uh, essay victims. A lot of times they will have a lot of trauma, which is basically food for a negative entity or energy. And they're, you know... It gets real sticky, but just know that that's another example of pe- people that really need spiritual protection. And a lot of times, you know, people don't even think about that type of protection. Mm-hmm. They, they, it's, it's off their radar. People that are in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, I've worked with people that I got to be really careful how I say this because it's uh, mm-hmm. somebody that's very well known. I'll put it to you that way. The person that I was working with they had a lot of people basically giving them the evil eye. They had a lot of people giving them, you know, um, bad vibes because of their life choices. And, you know, you have to protect yourself against Mm -hmm. that. So I was able to get this person um, to help them understand and help them with some of the products that I make, the metaphysical 
products and I personally made uh, a set, two sets actually for this person, one to help banish the stuff in their home and the other set for their own like energizing and, you know, just any like nervousness, depression and blocking people's intentions. Because when you're in the public eye, you have all kinds of people with all kinds of intentions and all kinds of opinions. And, you know, it even happens to us. And so it's, you know, everybody to some degree needs it. Independent, I mean, you know, this is taught in certain religions and stuff like that, but this really resonates and radiates through us as a collective. So we all need spiritual protection in one way, shape, or form. And then next, I was going to ask the question, what is the importance of belief and confidence without pride and spiritual protection? Yeah, that is important. So it's kind of like when you have the belief and confidence without pride, it just gives you more power within yourself to be able to pretty much manifest and get things done in general. And then if you add the pride... I feel like the pride part waters it down. Well, it gets in the way because, you know, you have to, the most important part of believing you're protected and what you're doing to protect yourself, the actions, the cause and effect here is if you do not have belief or confidence that what you're doing will work, your intentions, it will not work. And if you add, if you have the belief and the confidence But if you add the pride to it, the pride can actually get in the way and block Mm -hmm. it because it leads me into the final question for this section. Do we do this all by ourselves? No, we do not. So we have to take the I, the Mm -hmm. me, out of this equation. And sometimes it's easy to forget that. But we really don't you know, provide total spiritual protection for ourselves. It is a, you know, given to us by higher benevolent beings, divine beings. The protection is there. We're already, we already have a certain amount of protection. We have guardian angels that we are born with that only come in during traumatic things to basically save our Mm -hmm. life. For example, I was in a car wreck. I was 17. Didn't do anything like this. Didn't even really think about anything like this at that point in my life. And we were in a snowstorm and the back tires fishtailed on a slight, on a curve that was kind of like at a downward angle. And we almost slid off. If we would have slid completely off the road, we would have dropped down like a 20 foot embankment with nothing but trees on the other side. Probably would have passed away. Lo and behold, at the same time we're going around this curve, we head on an ambulance. We literally head on an ambulance. We wouldn't be doing and going very fast. I mean, it was snowing. It's in North Kakalaki. So when the, if there's an inch of snow, if there's a quarter of an inch of snow or ice on the ground, you're not driving here. Everything gets shut down. Okay. So, <laughs> but um, that's because you're in the <laughs> South. Right. So people don't driving it as much as the north like Mm -hmm. in you know school normally they'll have like snow days and stuff like that which might even be a thing of the past because where everybody was able to go to school online before now Mm -hmm. they expect it so probably don't get snow days anymore kids sorry but uh, we used to get them and they were awesome not to rub it in or anything (laughs) but uh uh, yeah we make fun of you guys (laughs) we make fun of you guys when you guys close your schools for an inch of snow on the ground we think it's hilarious up here 
<laughs> right. So, yeah, they and it was great, though. We had to make them up at the end, but it was great for the time being because it always happened when we had those long, like, long semesters with like maybe one or two holidays and mm -hmm. so it was really nice i'm not gonna lie but back on topic <laughs> we can't do this by ourselves do we have our free will and the ability and the intentions to choose yes that is mm -hmm. so important but the biggest thing to remember is is you have to have belief confidence without pride and you do not do this by yeah. yourself gratitude yeah. in the spirit goes a long way yep yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on because we have three sections. So that was kind of the first like question and answer mm -hmm. section. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next one. So basically, it's going to cover situations and how to know if you're under spiritual attack. So types of things to protect yourself against. So we've made a list and kind of subcategorize those lists. And one of the things, you know, the question is, how can negative energy or entity affect you and your own energy field? Well, we're going to discuss kind of that whole ordeal throughout this. So keep that in mind. So first we have spirits, beings, and entities. Mm -hmm. So Emily, would you like to get started on types of spirits, beings, and entities that you would have to protect yourself sure. from. So we got your demons, you got some elementals, you got negative earthbound spirits, you got poltergeists and other thought forms, you have, you know, familiars and entities that can be created from like dark magic, witchcrafty things, which could fall under yeah. familiars and other thought forms and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And also spiritual yes. spouse or, or sex spirits. You Incubus, have um, things. Yeah. Stuff like that too. So, you know, when you have situations like that, it depends on the level of severity on how you'll have to protect yourself. Um, I will go ahead and uh, say in part three, we talk about the different types of tools and ways you can protect yourself. So we'll get into that. But yeah, definitely you, you have to you have to gauge the situation. And this is where discernment comes in. You can have the intuition about what is happening, but without discernment. It, it, the intuition is only going to help you predict things and not be able to make valid and appropriate decisions on how to rid yourself of something like this. And this can be anything from just saging your house to seeking out somebody that can give you a deliverance, depending on the severity of the entity. And then we have haunted items. Yep, haunted items. So we talked with Durant about this a, long, a while back, the same fellow she was speaking of. Um, at the beginning of the episode. So haunted items, very interesting subject. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so it just depends. Like, um, for example, if you had seen our, or the episode that we did about the time that I met Annabelle, you know, those, th there's something special about haunted mm -hmm. items. I learned some new things about haunted items. Yeah. So while I was speaking to Duran, I was also communicating with Archangel Michael. And as I was talking to him, I was seeing portals. And I even had an astral realm experience 
before the recording of a big portal in his house, but I wanted to focus more on the portals on each of the dolls because you know when you mess with like spirit boxes and stuff and you set up a line of communication, you can create a portal. Same thing if you actual project and whatever. But so when he was communicating with each item, he was inadvertently like creating portals for each of the items he was investigating. So I was telling him that as an extra step, he has to make sure he closes all the portals when he's done with the object. Because he usually, I think he um, uses or when he investigates, he does like one at a time or so on. I forget if he's doing multiple at the same, at the same time or just one. But um, when he uses a spirit box and he's communicating with the haunted object, he's creating a portal by using the investigation tools in addition to the item that is haunted. So. Right. Right. And this goes back to like attracts like this goes back to when you seek out the paranormal specifically, you can also create problems for yourself. Again, using the spirit boxes and all kinds of stuff like that. You're attracting things mm -hmm. to you they're not attracted to your physical form they are attracted to your energetic mm -hmm. form and they will use your energy unwillingly they will not ask you for it they will take your energy and continue to evolve and yep. grow themselves yeah so and you know any type of work you do like that can theoretically open up a portal or a place on energy resonance that actually stays behind. We leave energy everywhere we go. It's almost like leaving a fingerprint. Mm -hmm. And however long that energy takes to dissipate yeah. depends. I mean, it just all depends on the event. That's how you have residual hauntings uh, for tragic, for example, like everyday um, things like getting up and making coffee or tragic yeah. events. So, and that's a part of the same thing. Haunted object and haunted objects, haunted items, they come, if, if it's truly a haunted object, there is an entity attached to it because of the reverence we give it. Mm -hmm. Like we have to give it attention for it to grow. If you lock it in a, in a box, you throw it in the trash, you get rid of it, whatever you do, the more energy you give it, the more active the object mm -hmm. becomes. My spirit guide is talking to me right now. He's saying too that um, you can make an object haunted. If you think it's haunted, and you remember how I said you can accidentally create a portal with your devices. And if you feel like you have an item that's haunted and it's not, and you start talking to it with a spirit box and you create a portal, you're still drawing entities to you because they want to talk to you and use you as a battery and they can put themselves in that doll if they want or attach themselves to that doll if they want to because they know you're like seeking spirits out and they can either come to you because now there's a portal in that doll or at that doll and they can just stay there or move on or whatever but you're still drawing stuff in and it could attach to the doll so that's he just wanted me to or me or you. yeah or you or you or yeah exactly <laughs> like attracts like yeah yeah so he like attract he like. was just saying hey don't forget to say this yep exactly and you know i got beef <laughs> you want let's, the beef let's get I the, got beef. the beef okay the beef i 
want to cover this at some point, but I'm just going to briefly talk about it right now. It's the freaking haunted dolls that people are selling online. Oh my god. It angers me. It I angers agree. Me. I, it pisses me off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Any- so they give you a story. I was going to say, even like when you go to Paracons and stuff, they have these boots where you can buy haunted objects. And first of all, I don't like that because you're already bringing haunted shit to a haunted location. So you're making it worse. And then you're going to have some uneducated person buy it because they think it's cool. And either like they'll they're either getting ripped off because, you know, it's not haunted and they're just doing it to get money or B, it is haunted. And now you're giving them a whole host of problems, but they think it's cool. Right. Generally, it's not haunted, in my personal opinion, in my humble opinion, I am H-O, <laughs> um, because they give you a story, okay? So they're giving you a story with these dolls. They either make them positive or negative, I found out. I just found out haunted positive dolls exist on mm. the internet, and um, yeah, which That's, is crazy. I, I <laughs> honestly have a problem with what you just said because nothing positive is gonna attach itself to a doll or item right and yeah and so what they do is they give you a storyline they tell you about the doll the type of spirit that's associated with the doll you get this long drawn out story about its origins where it came from and then you bring it home with that belief an intention that something is in it and it then like attracts or light. it creates a thought form because you're so heavily invested in the idea that it's haunted that's yeah that's what i'm getting at oh. that's that's exactly the point you yeah you like attracts like the energy is attracted you know and then it starts creating mm-hmm. shit whatever that could be exactly you know it can be anything um, and it, your just belief and intention is enough, to, like Emily said, create a thought mm-hmm. form. Or you create a portal and it's something that is already existing comes in. Right. And portals portals are created and they can be yes. closed. We talked about this, you know, a little while back about vortexes and portals and the difference. In my opinion, a vortex is an yeah. area. The portal is a play is a specific. There can be multiple portals in a vortex. They're probably hell. There probably could be vortexes within a vortex. Mm-hmm. But really, you're going to find portals in vortexes and in vortexes whatnot. and so, people like me. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Very possible, and that goes to you know, it's an important point that we should get to later. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely about that because i think that's our next uh topic which is portals we've actually talked about it quite a bit yeah (laughs) already but portals in general emily (laughs) yeah so you know there's so many ways one can create a portal and there are ways that portals can created that are not from people whether it just exists in like a land area or landscape due to natural events such as like ley lines and natural energies or things that happened in past situations like historical things like battles and stuff um wars can create portals you can do something in front of a mirror and boom you got a portal i mean there are so many you can talk like i said talk to haunted items with spirit boxes and boom create a portal you can use ouija boards and boom you create a portal 
Like there are so many ways, even when you astral travel, you can accidentally create portals like I do sometimes. And then I have to fix it. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to think, uh, yep. witchcraft, you can make portals, demonic, uh, yeah, demonic or, you know, negative, other negative entities or malicious entities can actually create their own portals. And then you have your vortexes, which I mean, again, can ha happen through like nature things like ley lines and specific um, places, um, mirrors when you have them back to back to back, like next to each other, or across from each other. Um, am I skipping anything? I feel like I am. I don't think so. And it creates space. Mirrors yeah. like it creates another space physically yeah. in a way. I don't know how to explain it. It's like but another that's dimension. The best way. I can't explain it. It's like a dimension kind within of, yeah. the mirror kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite like a full dimension, but it's mm -hmm. a dimension. I don't know how else to explain it because it's not necessarily 100% mm -hmm. natural. So it could be a portal. Anything. Because <laughs> I think, vor yeah, I think vortexes are created more uh by earth energy than mm -hmm. anything i don't know why i feel that way that's just my opinion and i think portals are created by all of it and i mean they can all be created but portals are more or less can can be created by people more so than a vortex people aren't creating vortex you know what as i'm much. seeing right now i'm seeing when you have multiple portals close together that some portals can eat other portals yeah merging like yeah. black holes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i've seen all kinds of colored portals a lot of times i see green or blue though i see black enough. or like bright white light mm -hmm. i've seen black ones uh there i've seen black doors mm -hmm. uh, it goes back to that client i was talking about earlier that was wild uh she had four black doors in her house it was wicked um and they were portals but they just they were very sharp they looked like doors though so portals just don't have to be like circles with swirls yeah. in them <laughs> <clears throat> and I saw the doors in Emily's house. Those those actually look mm -hmm. like doors, um, but sometimes they'll be circular, and you know, not everybody's going to see that. And I understand that, but yeah, so you definitely have to protect yourself against that because portals. They, you know, you have things coming in and out of them. It is said that there is always a gatekeeper at portals. I personally don't feel that way, mm -mm. but I know there are sometimes that way. You also have land keepers over different parts of the land spirits tend to um yes tend to do that so it's interesting but yeah definitely want to uh make sure you are closing out your portals oh my God, yeah. <laughs> if you can which is not something that's it's easier said than done and it's something that we really don't do we have energy uh, energy and divine guidance and stuff mm. like i was able to close out the portal with divine yeah help. when i closed the portal in my house i needed to ask archangel michael for assistance right it's not something that we're just like you know waving a wand and the portal's closing here mm -hmm. you know i want to be very specific about that because some people think it's like that and it is not um it's about you know having a connection with spirit and divine and the belief and the intention again uh to be able to do stuff like that mm -hmm. all right moving on you want to protect yourself against ding 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 other people mm -hmm. surprisingly is it you have energy <laughs> vampires yeah yeah right I, sarcastically Honestly, surprisingly i'm more afraid of uh, people than i am of spirits <laughs> 
Right, right. Yeah. Well, you have energy vampires. People sometimes don't even realize they're energy vampires, but the most serious case of an energy vampire is when they realize they are. Oh. Because then it's directional. And it's intentional, too. Exactly. So you have these people causing chaos because their spirit's all in a hizzy and a mess and they're disconnected. It's almost like spirit's showing me, because I'm channeling most of this episode, we didn't really do scripted on this, and this is just what I'm seeing, okay? I'm seeing people and their actions and how they're dramatic, but I see the actual person outside of themselves. It's a disassociation. Mm -hmm. So energy vamps, there is another being present, Jesus Christ. I was going to say, one of the people I'm working with is an energy vampire, but it's it's the client I've been talking to you about. But I feel like it's partially due to the fact that she is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was being shown just now. Because, like, I see this disassociation. You're actually being bumped out kind of set back same thing in my opinion is disassociation uh but it it gets deeper than that we'll just keep it there but yeah so Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't really realize it but a lot of times energy vampires are people that constantly need to be fed something sometimes it can be trauma related and i'm not saying every person that is an energy vampire it has a spirit but in general that's exactly what i was just shown i am or i should say I get a lot of energy vampires drawn to me. I mean, you've probably already noticed. It's, yeah, you get a lot of trolls, too. I get a lot of trolls and energy vampires. Yeah, and I'm not trying to put you on blast here. I'm being honest. Like, you, you somehow attract people with the same energy. I do. And, yeah, one troll, like, one. if you've seen one troll, like, guys, look, when you're reading through comments and you see, like, that troll guy or that mm-hmm. troll girl... Or whatever they identify as. And a troll. And (laughs) fucking, like, they all have, when you read their comment, it gives you the same energy. They all have the same vibe. So you want to protect yourself against that Mm -hmm. vibe. It's like they could come together and unite and make a troll city. They need a bridge big enough to (laughs) fucking live under. Um, And, I mean, people like that are generally miserable. So miserable attracts miserable. So they're definitely attracting negative shit in their life and they know nothing about spiritual protection anyways (laughs) moving on alchemy (laughs) alchemy or magic real magic i just put alchemy as like a broad thing so you do have people that practice magic you have more people people practicing magic these days than anything like and i think in the past ever probably i don't know maybe back in the day the day ancient times maybe it was different then but you know all that kind of stopped which technically ritualistic things can be identified as magic and that's done in every day you're doing rituals every day of your life so is everything magic did you notice though with covid going around it got worse though with the black magic like all that energy uh more people are doing well yeah if you depend yeah if you're okay yeah dependent i didn't know which way you were going with that is in society or leaders (laughs) because i think about it more in the leaders yeah but it's in general people and uh doing magic yes that's that's the problem is you have people that want to do baneful magic and you don't have to uh do anything to this person directly to be in Mm -hmm. their target 
It could be an indirect hit, uh, guilty by association. It can be a direct hit and people that try to change your free will or your health or your situation. And it is done, carried out through intentions, belief, and with spirits, just quite frankly. But yeah, the people definitely do baneful magic. And you have to really just be prepared, I guess you could say. You can't really be, but so mm -hmm. prepared. You can have your spiritual energy and, you know, benevolent entities around you and all that. But the stuff still can get through because sometimes it is stronger what other people can do than what spirit can do or a, a malevolent spirit can do because a person is living, living which is a continual energy mm -hmm. source. So, and, you know, they can keep doing this, that, and the other, you know, I've known of people to do bad things yep. to people, you know, I'm not getting into any details. Mm -hmm. It is real. Magic is real. Okay. So please don't take that lightly. With other, the people category, we also have brainwashing. When anybody tries to take away your free will and tries to take away the capability of someone to think for themselves, you get led into the whole brainwashing thing. And I don't know about you, Chaz, but I feel like higher officials and higher people in society are more likely to do that for the masses. Right. And that's where, you know, you can be brainwashed or modeled after and all this kind of stuff yeah. by individuals. But we were talking a little bit about this at the beginning of the episode. Cults. Oh, sorry. Cults. Cults. Yes, yeah. cults. Spiritually protect yourself against cults. Yeah. They're bad. Don't drink the fucking Kool-Aid. Seriously. There's a reason uh, why we say that. But it's like there's... Right. And there's metaphysical Kool-Aid. And then there is just Kool-Aid that we get in our social, uh, mm -hmm. social media. Again, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the episode about, you know, the submarine and how they kept that on the news and replaced other things. There was so many other things that went on this week yeah. outside of the submarine that just flooded our socials. So if you guys are interested, you can go take a look. There's other people covering the big things that happen while we all were distracted also too they brain you know the brainwashing from uh modeling citizens yeah. you know you have to and this is where discernment comes in you know <clears throat> there's spiritual protection in discernment and again intention and discernment are the two biggest things and it's something that you kind of have to earn I know that sounds awful. You're going to earn it with age. You're going to earn it with experience. You're going to earn it uh, from spirit. You know, you're some people are just born with it and some people are not. And it's this isn't a situation where everybody gets a trophy for participation. And I hate to be real, <laughs> but I'm being real, mm -hmm. honestly. I mean, there's that's yeah, facts. I want to I wanted so, to add to like if you notice in society, it, they're trying to teach like things that are actually good they're trying to train your brain to thinking it's bad or bad is good so if you notice the whole influx of satanic stuff in hollywood uh that's a good example they're trying to um which calls it's i can't think of the word yeah yeah and that comes in the form of the you know with religious situations that's the devil the greatest lie it's 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 the manipulation you know if you want to use that as a point of reference 
the devil, quote unquote, which we know there's many devils. There's not just one. Desensitize is what I was trying to go for. They're trying to desensitize people into thinking it's okay. Right. And in a religious way, they look at it as the devil tries to be like God and imitate. And then, you know, this becomes good. This becomes good. It's a perversion. Mm-hmm. So I guess the biggest word you can associate that with is perversion, perver- a perversion of what is acceptable. But then you go into the questions is what is a- acceptable in society mm-hmm. these days? And a lot of it can be considered not morally right but it's been made morally right but then you go back to being well what are the morals so it's a very it's it's diluted it's like a veil that's been put over your eyes and that's again where your discernment and intuition come in you don't have to be a psychic medium or a psychic or an intuitive to have discernment discernment is a term that is not just for people that practice discernment is for everyone Mm -hmm. so it's just like when COVID hit, I, I've told this a hundred times, I was sitting in the living room, I was watching the news channel, I see this come across it, and I had two friends stand with me at that time, husband and wife, and they laughed at me when I told them, I said, this is going to change the world. And I've never sat down and said anything like that. The first time I ever saw it, I said, this is going to get bad. Mm-hmm. This is going to change the world. That was a discernment. I was not practicing mediumship at that point. I was kind of dabbling in it, I guess you could say. I was getting used to it. I was coming to understand what I was capable of and actually what had been happen- happening to me. And that's a prime example of discernment. You Bullshit mm-hmm. meter. Let's, let's call it a bullshit yeah. meter, right? <laughs> so you have to have that with people. So, you know, and there's different types. Um you know, another thing that is kind of a touchy subject, but bear with us here, is having multiple sexual relations with people. Um, some people think that there's no implications when it comes to spiritual side effects, and some people do, and that's okay. I lean to think that when you are having sexual relations with a person that is not spiritually healthy, mm-hmm you are actually bringing on their problems. It doesn't even, you can, it doesn't have to be sexual either. It can be a close relationship. Yep. Just a a friendship. Mm -hmm. So if you have a friend that I could use this as an example, another sensitive subject, if you are a recovering, you know, a a person in recovery, but your best friend is not in recovery and you're around this person, you're more likely to get back in those bad habits. So you take that scenario in a way, and I'm not, you know, don't come for me here. Y'all get what I'm saying. And you apply it to spiritual Mm -hmm. stuff. It's it's It's, very much So in rehabs, and I know this because I studied psychology and stuff, they, they tell you right off the bat, do not associate with anybody that is any kind of addict of any sort. Anybody with any um, addictions, do not, because you are more likely to relapse. And then, yeah, and exactly. think of it this way too. When you have, you know, partners, whether you're in a relationship or not, if you have, you got to protect yourself, your physical body, right? So what do you do? You have some sort of, you know, protection like condoms and all that stuff. 
well, you got to do the same thing, but in a spiritual kind of way as well. So you don't bring on the other person's issues to yourself. Right. And if you're spiritually grounded, it doesn't matter how attracted you are to that person. If something's saying maybe I shouldn't yeah. and on every other level, maybe mm -hmm. you shouldn't. And I'm just going to so. say this, how I got that succubus uh, or incubus was because the person I was with was not spiritually sound and they were a mess and I got their uh, demonic entity. Which was causing that person's perversion. Correct. Yeah. And that's, that happens a lot in even relationships mm -hmm. these days. Um, you know, if you are in a situation, um, I'm wondering if I want to share this or not. And it's not like a story of mine. It's just the implications yeah. of it. Um, if you have somebody that has perversions, thoughts, like really, like they're just different in that way sexually. Like they have, uh, well, we're all grown. I hope listening to this, we have caught some youngins listening. Mm -hmm. Close your ears. <laughs> Not youngins, but teenagers. Like, and it's actually probably good to know if you're in your late teens, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. You just have to be careful about who you're around because if they have weird perversions, sometimes it's normal. A lot of times it's normal, but sometimes it can actually be a spirit. Yep. So we're not. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's what it is. It's facts. It's not you know yeah. people can take that however they want. But it's the truth. I will give an example. You pick that up. That becomes a part of your life. I, like I said, have some whatever about me attracts some questionable people. And in one of one of my workplaces, you know, so you don't know which one, <laughs> um, there was somebody who was under influence of, and you've seen it, Chas, it was creepy AF and they were causing the perversions of that person. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was gross. Yeah, I remember. Mm -hmm. It was definitely weird. And that will cause people to act in certain ways, yep. um, sexually and different stuff. So without getting too graphic, that's just, it's a good thought. It's something that people need to think about. If you're trying to protect yourself spiritually, mentally, physically, and all that, just, just keep that in mind for mm -hmm. sure. And then you know, we have next category, land and place. So, you know, uh, Emily and I, we ended up having uh, two different situations. And if you've listened, you, unless this is your first episode and you haven't heard some of the other stuff, places we used to live, the yeah. land was fucked. Uh -huh. The, yeah. So like all of episode five of our podcast is about, uh, Stokes County, North Carolina. I used to live there. The place is, has so much history, so much background. You know, I was talking to somebody on Instagram today. Even the quartz in the ground, like having a lot of different types of minerals can affect what happens in the area. A lot of traumatic events. If you know you're in a place, even one of my clients, like um, one of the one of my clients recently, I had told her, I'm like, look, if it doesn't get better it might be the area you're in because I've lived in a place like that. Places that are highly spiritual places where the veil is thinner. You have to protect yourself against places like that. And unfortunately, sometimes that, you know, you can, you can clear the energy from a place 
And if the earth isn't healed, you have to find somebody that can help you Mm -hmm. do that or help the earth heal um, to be able to continually live there. Has anybody ever seen Amy Allen work? You know, the dead files, that's kind of what we're talking about here is a good example. You have, you know, land situations. I've seen black rooted vines covering houses uh, intuitively. Um, And sometimes, you know, I had my client go in and she actually had the same vision I did. I had it in my like pre-channeling before I speak to the clients because I always uh, channel before I talk to my new incoming clients. And I saw the same vision she had. She had the same vision about the black vines. I had her cut them away and it helped. But in certain situations, if you cannot protect yourself against the land or the place that you're in, you have to leave, but sometimes mm-hmm. you can clear it. Of course, you know, it might not just, it might not be so bad. It might not be on a extreme levels when I'm mm-hmm. trying to get at. Sometimes okay. it is though. So um, you definitely want to, you know, listen to part three. We're going to dive into that in just a few <laughs> minutes about how you can, you know, <laughs> you can I can't imagine what the people living in Gettysburg though are going through right now. Like, especially the ones that are more t- intuitive, because I know right. when I go there, whenever that will be, I'm going to have problems. I feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, a good example of that was when I went to uh, Virginia and I, what was the name of the place? Sometimes I knew something. So I can't remember, but I stayed at the Days Inn and there's a battlefield there. And I didn't know that the Days Inn was right next to the Civil War Museum. And I had so many visions. I was, uh, this was on the way to go see Annabelle. And I had so many visions and I ended up seeing like a hundred dead people. It was just wild. So yeah, places you have to protect yourself from. And if you're not prepared, because I was not prepared for that, even though I had my little goodie bag, I had holy oil, I had sage, I had... Palo Santo, I had my stones, I had candles. Did none of that shit mm-hmm. work because I wasn't prepared. I was caught You also off have guard. to make a special note too, like even if like the land wasn't haunted to begin with, if you're within like a very dense population of people, just their negative energy can combine and make it very uninhabitable spiritually. Yep, this is facts. Big inner mm-hmm. cities. Um, we talked about this before. If you're going to go down into the city and you are anywhere near an empath or clairsentient, you want mm-hmm. to protect yourself. And you know, it's just it's just yep. a thought that I, I consider wish fa- I facts. Could so. <laughs> <change where> I live. <laughs> right, I, didn't know. I get it. And even small towns sometimes yeah. do that. It doesn't have to be a big city. It can be a small town because of like what has happened there and the choices of the people that are now passed Mm -hmm. on continue to affect an area. So what is it going to look like in the inner cities when you have a city, you know, a whole block that's nothing but Mm -hmm. addicts, unfortunately, you know, and I'm not talking, yeah, I'm not talking down to, to anybody that has been by any means. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, what are the implications on a spiritual level to a place when they're all gone, like how haunted, mm-hmm. how infected in a way will that place be? Because of also the like, stuff if you they think about through. like dense populations too, how many of them use Ouija boards? How many are using black magic? How many people are doing other things too? And then you combine that with thought forms and all that stuff. It's just going to be a clusterfuck. Yeah. 
Right. So ultimately, ultimately, the thing is, these are situations that you want to be spiritually prepared for. That's quite a long list. We could have added more. The point is, spiritual protection is key. And the last thing, considering Emily just brought mm -hmm. up Ouija boards, is your divination tools. So if you practice divination in any way, shape, or form, you will want to keep your divination tools cleansed. Or Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> or you end up with it depends and this is one of those discernment yeah. things like you know if you do some people use mm -hmm. ouija boards and that's their preferred method and they never have any problems i would say there's probably some people that are more professional at it than others mm -hmm. per se if you don't know what you're doing don't use it i don't recommend using a ouija board yeah. at all but if you have no i guess you could say foundation in spirituality or your own your spiritual protection something you don't want to use even cards i don't recommend people just getting cards and just start mm -hmm. using them i think it's something that you need to work up to and i think it's something that you need to understand you have to ask for divine protection because you have things that can influence the yeah outcome. i've done this my honestly day. i feel like you should be able to not or how am I going to phrase this? You should be able to do your mediumship without the cards before you get the cards. That's just my opinion. Right. And not, and that would knock it. I understand what you're saying, but in all actuality, that would knock out mm -hmm. a lot of things or a lot of people. I mean, and a lot of situations, I think people raise their mediumship sometimes with cards. Mm -hmm. um, Cause mediumship being there's not, everybody can't be a medium. Medium is communicating with dead you would want to do it with your psychic ability. That's what I mean. Um, just to clarify. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to clarify for everybody. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> because not everybody... Yeah, yeah. But just in case people don't know the difference. I know. There is a difference between psychic yeah, and mediumship. So you, if you're going to do it, overall, just keep in mind that you want to keep those cards cleansed with smoke, uh, candlelight, crystals um it doesn't have to just be cards though i mean emily she goes a little bit further than i do personally with cleansing things like i have divination rods and stuff like that that's copper it cleanses itself but emily would you like to share some of your routines because i know you you do a little bit more cleansing than myself yeah so like when i do my cards whatever cards i use for like a day i cleanse them and then i'll even sometimes put crystals on top of them because I don't want anything like if I don't cleanse my entire house, I just want to make sure that nothing can, you know, get absorbed into the cards. So I'll always put like a crystal with them as well. Even if I use like smoke and stuff, I usually like smoke. That's my preferred way because yeah. fire is purifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I use is candle. Light. Okay. Before I do, yeah, before I do any type of channeling, unless it's just on the Plus fly or the any candles. type of, any channeling, yeah, any can, any candles, any uh, channeling or cards or whatever, I mm -hmm. like candles. Uh, one candle generally, yeah. like, like multiple, but um, I cleanse my cards even, with candlelight. So I can, you can do I don't it know after. if you do this, but even when I'm doing readings during that time, I will have a white candle going and or an incense that's like Palo Santo or something. Yeah, any mm -hmm. that's what I was saying. Anytime I channel yeah. at all, I have a candle. 
going. And that's just my preferred way Mm -hmm. of opening up. It's not just for protection. It's not just for cleansing. I use it actually as Mm -hmm. an on-off switch because if I don't want to channel, if I don't want to, if I want to live my life and not be bombarded by visions and stuff, it's Mm -hmm. not constant, but sometimes it can be and you have to turn that off. That's how I've learned how to turn it off. That's an agreement I made with my spirit guides and whatnot. Like if the candle's burning, give give it to mm-hmm. me full force. But if it's not, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want it. Just you know, and you you get to a point that it has to be because you know people for the folks that are still like that are coming online. The quote that I call it online, or you're still getting used to it. You'll it's really cool and you get really excited about it, but you have to understand your boundaries, and that is part of spiritual yep. protection. You have to know how to cut it off to the most part. Sometimes you'll technically it's never completely cut off because I constantly use my discernment to make decisions. But as far as channeling in Mm -hmm. spirit, that is what I want to cut off uh, because then I'll I'll channel all day long. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your mind. It will cause disease Mm -hmm. in your body. It'll cause a lot of problems. So that is part of spiritual protection Mm -hmm. um, that I think everybody should learn. If I'm guilty of that sometimes of not turning it off. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> right, but you, but also you have yeah. to learn how to. And it, it's going to be different for everybody. And that's something that we can tell you our ways, but our ways may not work for you. So you mm-hmm. have to find your way. And that comes with your own channeling spirit and your own discernment, yep. right? So, and your intention mm-hmm. as well. Dun, dun, see, these words are going to go throughout yeah. this whole episode, I swear. Yeah, and I mean, you know, just any type of divination tool, you can technically cleanse. Mm-hmm. Like if you have um, spirit boxes and stuff, if you really wanted to go that far, you could keep like a black tourmaline and a clear quartz yeah. in the box in your, you know, the paranormal equipment that you use. But just know if you're going out hunting for ghosts or demons or whatever they want to put on YouTube these days, um, if you're going out doing that, you're opening yourself up to potential problems and that's why you need spiritual protection mm-hmm. when you do that so i think that pretty much wraps up our second half except for maybe i think we got one question left before we jump in maybe a couple oh yeah we have a couple questions left though yeah uh, kind of as a transition into uh, part three so emily why would you avoid putting yourself in harm's way why would you want to avoid maybe going ghost hunting or putting yourself in a position with somebody that may not be spiritually because sane? I don't want their freaking attachments or any of their spirit problems to affect me because, you know, it sucks when it happens. And yeah, right. so you don't want to be doing that. Or if you're like Zach Bagel Bites, you don't want to harass spirits and, you know, poke and prod at them when you don't need to be doing that because uh, they'll knock you on your ass. Right. Right. It's already enough. There's a fine line. See, I'm start. I love all things haunted. But as I've gotten older and I've started doing this work, it, it does bother me a little bit because you have earthbound spirits attached to a place that they need to they need to go they still have a choice on whether or not they want to cross over and sometimes divine spirit can't can't get them crossed over right but 
your job as a medium, like I'm saying us, our jobs as a medium is to cross over, for example, earthbound spirits, because that's where they're supposed to be. And without it, then you have a haunting. Mm -hmm. That's just one example. So we go in these places and we're kind of like almost agitating the problem. Yep. So is it, you have to ask yourself, is it morally Mm -hmm. right? I would say no. Unless I feel like there's a difference Mm -hmm. though. If you're doing it for entertainment versus research purposes to then help other people. Right. And I get that. And they, they've had to, like, we've had to go in these places and people that set, you know, that set the path for this type of content to be able to be made available Mm -hmm. to the public you look back, you know, 40 years, there wasn't, there was movies and stuff, but this mm-hmm. was unacceptable to talk about in the yeah. open, you know. But it's just a thought that, you know, I've been having about people and people that want to uh, do ghost hunting and stuff uh, really think about that because if your intentions aren't pure, then you might just come back with more than you uh, bargained for. And that's why you need spiritual protection. <laughs> you know yeah and i'm gonna bring up duran as an example like talking to him i really like talking to him and i really respect the fact like his motives for doing what he does because he's not doing it for entertainment purposes he's doing it strictly for research purposes and for you know getting as much knowledge as he can so he can spread awareness that's why he investigates his haunted items and he goes to haunted locations and stuff. Right. And right. And that's a, that's a good method. You know, that's a really good method. The thing about like going to haunted houses that are set up that way, which I'm not opposed to, I don't want to, you know, Mm -hmm. get anything crossed here is like as a medium, I go there, I see a little girl spirit that, I guess is a little girl, maybe, who knows, but let's say it is really a little girl spirit that hasn't crossed over. I would get in trouble. That's actually in the contracts for some places if you're going to go, because I've been Mm -hmm. looking, obviously, um, and just hearing other people's experiences. You are not allowed to cross over the ghost there. That's fucked up. Yeah, well, they wouldn't have a haunting if they did. money source. I'm sorry. If I see a little girl that's a legit little girl, I'm just going to be like, I'm crossing over. Just don't tell anybody. Your house ain't gonna be haunted no more. <laughs> beach, no. <laughs> We're never gonna be invited anywhere now. Well, oh, you know no. what? Don't, <laughs> just don't be exploiting children, whether they're alive or dead. I don't care if they're alive or dead. My ears exactly. ringing now. It's really high. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Says yeah. he's like. I can like, Hello. I'm just kidding. He's not saying that specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, guys. So. When it comes to purposely putting yourself into danger, again, haunted items just by, if you know you're getting something haunted and you're buying it on purpose just so you have a haunted item, that is an example of putting yourself in danger. And I do not recommend it, especially if you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Again, nobody's exempt from being spiritually attacked in any way shape or form doesn't matter if you have abilities or you're awakened to your abilities mm-hmm. or not oh so and here's another one tiktok don't do the stupid rituals that people try to get you to do on there as challenges because um bad that's bad you're gonna get problems i already had a client that did one of the rituals because he thought it was 
you know, a joke, and he then learned what it's like to have a demonic haunting. Yeah, if you have no experience or background in doing any type of rituals or anything like that, witchcraft, anything, mm -hmm. don't do it. It doesn't matter if you're worshiping a deity or not. Just don't do it because you need to learn about it. Take your yep. time, you know. You have to take your time with these types of things. It's not something that you're going to Google and just do. Never a good idea. So we have now reached part three, <laughs> which is spiritual protection yes. tools. Okay. So spiritual protection is something that has been around longer than any of us. It's been around for thousands of years. It's been done in many different ways. You have Eastern, Western, you know, different types of beliefs and practices. And this is kind of a mod podge. So us Westerners, we have a mod podge of beliefs, things that we've picked up. Also, individually, I can say things I've picked up from different places that does actually work. And it is fair to say at this time, depending on what you're trying to protect yourself against certain things work better than others and certain like sage might work really well for one person but for somebody else mm -hmm. it don't and there could be a multitude of scenarios on why it did or did not work so keep this yes. in mind the everything that yeah everything we're saying here is fluid to a degree because the paranormal is predictable once you understand the type of energy that you're working with, it all goes bye-bye in the same way for the most part. If it's something, if it's elemental, it goes bye-bye in a different way than mm. a demon would. <laughs> it goes bye-bye in a different way than a thought form yeah. would. Thought forms, yeah. for example, have to be healed uh, through trauma, like healing trauma a lot of times. And that's a process. So just keep all that in mind. I don't want to go on a tangent when we start to talk about spiritual protection tools. Um, so Emily, would you like to start off our list? Yes. Hey there, curiosity connoisseurs. Are you intrigued by all things strange, weird, and unusual, but too embarrassed to talk with your friends and family about it? Well, we're your family now. Join me, Chronically Curious Katie. And me, Combat Veteran Chris, as we don our tinfoil hats and question everything. From crazy mysteries, out-of-this-world conspiracies, and the unbelievable happenings all around us. Let's try to stay sane as we laugh and explore together through our podcast, Stop Thinking With Your Butt. Wherever you like to listen. What's up, everybody? My name is Kevin, and I host this little podcast called Where Weird Ones Are. I talk to people about their personal experiences with paranormal and the supernaturals, extraterrestrials. We get into conspiracies. Also talk about spirituality. All of those things that are weird. Where you can find the show is on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Rumble. If you want to be featured on the show and tell your stories, your encounters, email me at where the weird ones are at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, where underscore the weird ones are. Hey, Lamp fam. Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast venture? If so, consider using Podbean as your one stop shop for everything podcasting. You can create, record, host, distribute, monetize, and merge your podcasts all from the Podbean mobile app or your desktop setup. Podbean offers a four-tier pricing plan that is sure to fit everyone's podcasting needs, starting with the free basic plan for anyone that signs up with an account. 
Chas and I currently use the Ultimate Audio Plan that starts at $9.99 a month for a yearly subscription, and it really has been the most valuable tool as new podcasters with minimal equipment. Honestly, I just use my iPhone and iPhone headphones, and she just used her tablet without her headphones. So it's like, even if you don't have a desktop computer, you know, you could still record from any mobile device. It's awesome, and it still sounds great. Use our link in the show's description box below or visit www.podbean.com slash lamp. That's L-A-M-P to start your podcasting journey. By using this link, you will receive one month of Podbean's ultimate plan for free. You won't regret it. As always, thank you for your support. And now back to the show. So since you brought it up, like kind of like as your example, I was going to say healing traumas is a good actual spiritual tool, especially against thought forms, some thought forms, not all thought forms, but some thought forms. Yes, it just depends on the situation. Technically, everybody needs to heal their trauma because trauma, yeah, and trauma is like an open wound. So I'm seeing like um, spirits showing me somebody with an open wound on their arm, kind of gross actually, and Mm -hmm. they're pouring salt in it. Until you close that wound, stuff can come along like salt, get in it and burn. It's like putting hand sanitizer on when you have a cut on your finger. I know, weird analogy. I'm just weird. Okay, I get it. But the point is... (laughs) The point is, is like, yeah, your trauma and your wounds, you have to be healed and your spiritual journey will evolve at a more rapid rate through your healing. That's, that's why we preach it in almost every single episode. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I know some people don't agree with that, but when you have trauma, it just provides a doorway and it goes back to perception. Like if you're, if you have a perception of, if you got hurt by a man, you have perception of men same kind of in a way you know uh it's different perceptions until you are able to overcome that and trust somebody Mm -hmm. again then you know it can you can excuse me tits hold on my throat's sore it's been sore for two days the issue in my ear went to my throat and it has not fixed itself yet that's fucked up okay Maybe we'll be able to get through this in the time before the two hours is up. I think we will. Good. So I wanted to add too with um, the whole trauma thing. We always say that things that happen here in the physical always has uh, the same effect, but in the spiritual. So it's like, that's why it's very important to heal the traumas too, because you don't know what it's creating in the spiritual as well as the physical. Right. Right. Even a spiritual mm-hmm. person, some it can still yes. have blinders because it's your trauma. So that's just a good thing mm-hmm. to keep in mind. So at the top of the spiritual protection tool list in our tool bags, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, we're the Tim the Toolman Taylor now. Um is divine yeah. help for me. That's like the number Personally. one yeah again we don't do this by ourselves this is not something that we're out here you know fighting it's not like out here like batman Mm -hmm. fighting crime no we actually have divine help to do what we do and what you do we have divine help every day you always ask for divine help through the god of your understanding 
That's your, the best way I can put it. In, and prayer or. I was going to say, and I'm your sorry. spiritual team. Right. Exactly. And prayer as well, or intention, however you want to, you want to put that because prayers and intentions mm -hmm. are similar, right? So you have to have those two things, in my opinion, to tackle anything. Is that a, even, even in ritualistic situations and people that actually practice a certain type of witchcraft, and I'm seeing, I mean, yeah. positive, that's all still there. They, it's not just for divine help and prayer or intention is not just for people that are religious. Mm -hmm. It is a spiritual thing as well. Um, and also asking for help from others, you know, that are in the field of spiritual protection or even just, you know, even if they're not just having somebody else's opinion, that's intuitive. Even if you have to hire services or not, it's important to sometimes get a fresh perspective on what's yeah, going produce. on. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need a deliverance or an exorcism and you have to do that through somebody else. Yep. It can't always be done just through yourself and others. Cause sometimes your intentions can mm -hmm. be blocked by certain dark and nasty That's things. For sure. And then we have holy oil or holy water. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's very, that's very helpful. A lot of the times, uh, if you're getting spiritually attacked, yeah. holy oil or holy water is good for that and blessing houses, you know, and places and mm -hmm. stuff. And like when that. I'm attacked through my health mm -hmm. and stuff, I just put it on my chakras and I'm Gucci. Yeah, and I'll, sometimes I put it, um, so yeah, I start at my crown and I'll go down to my root, but sometimes I also will put it on the back of my neck and then like full body protection. I add it on both sides of my shoulders or back of my neck, both sides of my shoulders, both sides of my hips and both sides of my ankles. And it's like a complete barrier. It has stopped things in its tracks before. And then sometimes it slowed it down. And then also meditation. Meditating will bring you clarity and answers. It's very important. Mm -hmm important mm -hmm. to understand meditation i will take a moment just to insert that a lot of these things that we're talking about now we have covered those more in depth in previous episodes that's why we're not going into mm -hmm. extreme depth here i just just in case you're a brand new listener you mm -hmm. can always check out our other episodes and they're titled accordingly for the yep. most part and with meditation you can you know create and manifest your barrier if you're someone who needs visualization to do that. Yep. That's how we do some of our spirit. That's how we do our spiritual yeah. walkthroughs is through a form of meditation, whether that's laying down, it's, it can be instantaneous. It can be over time. It just depends on the person and the situation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Then we have like, yeah. And then we have like medallions and spiritual items. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like, you know, people use the cross, for example, yep. prime example, but you also have, uh, different types of religious or spiritual sim symbols. You have runes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You can always find your method of a medallion you wear, you know, that's just, that's been done forever, mm -hmm. you know, rosary beads, stuff like that. I was going to say like in a lot of Catholic or Italian families that practice Catholicism, they have like the medallions. And I think, is it per, is it like, like the saints, the Catholic saints and yeah. Yeah. So I know like some family members have like the Catholic saint medallions and crosses and rosaries and stuff. 
Yep, exactly. And, you know, that can go to any type of mm-hmm. symbol that works with your personal beliefs. But that's a great example. I mean, you see that everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people use the third eye, for example. Some people think the third eye is evil. Some people think it's, uh, you know, wards off evil. There's different perspectives. But that's also an example of an item like a medallion yep. or something like that. Uh, a big one is candles. So people do candle work. That's the other type. Generally, just a white candle represents purity. Exorcism, it represents just in general, like purifying. And it can actually be used as uh, in place of any other colored candle. If you want to get into that type of work, um, that's something you definitely don't want to just look into one night and give it a shot. Something you need to learn about and learn about the different metaphysical properties of the colors of the ingredients. If you're using herbs or flowers or anything like that, you you definitely want to take a look. But if you just want to clear out the energy in your space and you don't have anything, a candle mm-hmm. will do that. Just a simple white tea light candle goes a long way in a room. Now, I wouldn't say it do it would it would be good for the whole house but it will cleanse a space if you take multiple tea light candles then you definitely can clear your house out um but it works just the same and then you have essential oils and you know incense like things that have like scents Yeah, like so incense is smoke and different incense, for example, like frankincense and myrrh, they have metaphysical Mm -hmm. properties. So everything has its own Mm -hmm. set of physical properties. But then in the spirit, again, mirrored, there's metaphysical properties. This isn't believed by everyone, but different essential oils and herbs and flowers, like I was saying, they all have different metaphysical properties, which are said to benefit us in the spirit, in a spiritual sense. So you can use um, mm-hmm. a diffuser for like your essential oils, like lavender is a very protecting scent and a calming scent. You can actually use that for your space as well. So you put out the positive energy to push out negative energy. Yeah. So putting out positive energy in the room with the mm-hmm. candle, with the incense, with, you know, the essential oil, with the sage, yeah. you know, for example, Um it would be a good time to go ahead and just really talk about sage to uh, just as an example for herbs. You can burn different types of herbs to clear. It's not just about sage. You have mugswort. You have a bunch of other different things that you can do. But sage is the most commonly used one. The one thing about sage is, is it is said that it rids a space of all energy. Yes. It leaves a void. So sage, we use it a lot, but again, there's a lot of other different things that we can use to cleanse our space. It's not just about the sage and when it comes to herbs and uh, then you have wood, like the Palo Santo, Santo. but like with the sage, you got to make sure you do it right or you're in trouble. Yeah, and we're going to go over that at the very end of the podcast one more time. We've already done it this season, but since we're talking about spiritual protection, we're going to cover that briefly again on how to properly cleanse your space. Because if you don't, then, you know, you can actually trap stuff in your space instead of make it flee Mm -hmm. energy-wise, energy speaking. Um, And the wood, you know, the Palo Santo wood, it 
actually is said to add positivity back into the environment. So after you use sage, it's important to burn an incense or something of the such. In my personal opinion, not everybody agrees with that, and that's fine. It's just what I do. Or use the wood stick to be able mm -hmm. to put back positive energy in a space. It's whatever you're trying to do when yeah. it comes to metaphysical stuff. I have a guide that helps me with that. So I... Uh, mm -hmm. I've learned about it, right? But then when it comes to ingredients, I have a guide that helps me choose what I need to use for a specific purpose. It's actually really cool. I enjoy mm -hmm. making stuff I like, like burning that. the sage and Palo Santo at the same time. Yeah. Right, right. And there's nothing, yeah, you can do it. Nothing wrong with that. You can do it however you would like to do it. Um, just as long yes. as it's done in a proper way. That's <laughs> the only thing you have to watch out for. But then next we have water. So it's Emily, she definitely loves to do her cleansing. Yeah, her cleansing baths. You want to tell yes. people about cleansing baths? So typically, you know, depending on the situation, like if it's a health thing or just a mental thing, it depends on like what I will put in it. And a lot of times like I'll feel that I want to put it in, like put in certain ingredients and then I'll just double check it on the internet to make sure it's like good stuff and not something that's going to do the opposite because you know how negative entities can try to influence our thoughts. But so I always double check that. But yeah, I'll throw in like certain ingredients like special salts, herbs and stuff because water is very cleansing and you can even use ice because ice is a type of crystal. And again, it's water. So it's purifying. And then you just put the intention in the water and um pretty much soak soaky soaky <laughs> yep yeah water is cleansing in general it could be a bath it could be and you know rivers and streams are really and good oceans. for clearing out energy <laughs> of the self and yep and objects like crystals and stuff some people uh run like if they have water safe crystals mm -hmm. some crystals are not water safe uh water safe crystals you can cleanse mm -hmm. them I in running some, water i was gonna say um, i put some rose quartz in the bath sometimes yep you can do that as well and just to make you a nice relaxing bath in a mm -hmm. shower even just a shower if you're in, have you ever noticed if you're in a shit mood and you just go take a shower you feel better afterwards because yeah. you're washing away <laughs> yep. all the negativity or okay. if or if you're <laughs> me and you have to do something impulsive like dye your hair and cut it right yeah. right yeah, there's different ways and that boosts boosts like your, your yeah. mental illness or self-esteem <laughs> one so <laughs> when you start shaving your fucking head so not not in a Britney <laughs> sorry Spears i couldn't resist <laughs> no 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 uh, not that way. I mean, Thank if it you. makes you feel better, though, I mean, great. Go for it, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but, yeah, so you have different – and just water in general is cleansing. So just being by water, um, just being at a water source, a natural water source uh, invokes positivity. It clears out emotions. A lot of people go sit by, like, the river, mm -hmm. for example, and think. It's a place to think. It's like fishing, I guess you could say, in a way, when you go fishing. Mm -hmm. You sit by the river. You think. You fish. You go home, you feel better. All right. And speaking of water, we have tar water. So tar water is something that's new to me. I do not know the ingredients. I do want to find some tar water. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I can make some. But it is used in a similar way as holy water. And it can be put around your property to protect mm -hmm. anything from coming in. So that's another type of tool you can use. Yep. And then, of course, crystals. 
So crystals, you know, they have the same metaphysical properties or similar, obviously, it's the same principle, metaphysical properties as herbs and, you know, flowers and all that kind of stuff. So there's no real difference except it's a rock well, and that's a flower. They have just different, <laughs> they have different metaphysical properties. So, for example, Emily said rose quartz. So rose quartz is self-love, you know, just loving, positive uh, happiness, you know, just uplifting your mood. It's great for empaths. Mm -hmm. Rose quartz is great for, for empaths. Sure. And we talk, yeah, and we talk about using black tourmaline a lot. That's for banishing negativity. I think that's one of the strongest and obsidian. Uh, stones, in my opinion. Yep, obsidian, too. Exactly. I prefer, I've used both. Uh, they do have two different types of... Um, uh, metaphysical mm -hmm. properties but they're similar and i think the energy off of each stone feels different so i'll use them use black obsidian a lot of times to clear out my chakras so if you're ever having any type of like fogginess in your brain um you can put the uh, obsidian on your forehead yeah on your third eye and it'll help clear that up a little bit mm -hmm. done that plenty times for sure mm -hmm. you got your salt and you got your ash, and you can mix them together, make black salt. Yeah. Yep. Salt. A lot of people use salt for different things. Um, so you can put it around your house. I, I use salt. I don't use salt as barriers. People mm -hmm. use them to make protection circles. If you... If you're if you practice that kind of you know way or whatever, uh, if that's part of your thing, some people do it like that. Some people put it in the window. Yeah. Um, it's even can be used as an experiment in paranormal situations. Like uh, one of my clients was instructed to put out a, a jar of salt or like a tub of salt to see, and it says that certain types of entities can't resist oh. putting their fingers in it, <laughs> like as a mockery. Yeah, like demonic. Yeah, that's one way to test for demonic things, I which I found very interesting uh, because it's like, all oh, this don't affect me. So it'll rule stuff out. That's like a when certain it eats the cross across the room. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you have different ways you can do that. That's another thing that you have that, to be really careful You don't want to trap things in either. Yeah. Yep, you can trap stuff in and whatnot. There's different color salts. There's different types of salts. Um, mm -hmm. I like making black salt, you know, for protection. I use it in my candles. And whatnot. And, mm -hmm. and last but not least, really, we have one that's really important that probably should have been up at the top. Oops. That's your, that's your mm -hmm. own energy. That's your own light, your divine light. A lot of people naturally just yep. radiate light. And if you're one of those people, you'll notice that people tend to treat mm -hmm. you like shit sometimes. <laughs> like a lot of the times. Um, and that, it's not anything, it's not like, oh, you're super awesome, special. No, it's just the more pure of heart you are, the more your intentions are aligned with um, positivity, the more light you push out, which darkness in any form does not like light if somebody's harboring darkness through their own trauma through an entity through just their personality not everybody mm -hmm. is is nice and they don't carry that type of light so they tend to avoid somebody yep. with light right so it's powerful 
if you learn how to direct and use that and during meditation pull it in and get associated and familiarize yourself with using your own energy field and your light you can deflect things so like with the white light you can manifest uh barriers and things to push things away and cleanse and purify spaces and yourself yep yep and there is a way to Mm -hmm. remote view and do that too but that is very uh advanced Mm -hmm. and you have to know what you're doing so this isn't something you're going to be able to do you can visualize visualization is even i could say a subcategory visual visualization is very important but yeah vision work is some of the best work to do when protecting yourself and this is where certain people have certain experiences like emily and i and there's other people that you know just people they don't have to be practicing mediums or anything to have these types of visions and experiences again just you know talking about uh, my client that we had the same vision of cutting the black vines away from the house that's one of those types of examples so vision work is really important Mm-hmm. It can also build your confidence because when I was starting out, I would do like practice where I would be in a battle simulation and just set up like a training ground with things to practice with like my weapons and things. And it helped me gain enough confidence to where I was confident enough to fight things when I was attacked. Right, right. And see, I don't have experiences like that personally. I see things, but I use, well, sometimes I do, but it's a little different for me. I use light to clear spaces. I use my light energy to clear spaces. I have punched a couple things in the face type things Mm -hmm. or Hulk slammed them in the ground and weird shit. It sounds weird, right? Not everybody's going to be able to do that though, because not everybody works in that type of way energetically. And it's okay if you don't, you don't have to do that to, there is it's like it's not like a technically a level thing mm-hmm. like some people will never be able to achieve, achieve a visualization technique as well as others cuz we're all built differently well there's and also okay. there's people that so there's people that can't hear their thoughts when they think and some of them can't visualize stuff like in the same kind of thing if that makes sense and i don't know if right. it's like the same people who can't hear their own thoughts can't visualize stuff or if it's like two separate things but I know. I'm sure it's same and different. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. both ways. But like for me, doing visualizations for warm-ups are very, very helpful for practice and things. Yeah. In addition absolutely. to just fighting as well. Absolutely. And we have, I think, t- well, technically three more. If you um are interested or if you are practicing any type of alchemy witchcraft or stuff like that and we're speaking in a positive way there's different ways you can protect yourself with that kind of work as well i'm not going to go deeply into it but you know they they use candle work you know different types of things herbs and you know just nature in general which is one of the topics mm-hmm. but it's just valid to say like that is one way people spiritually protect themselves and plus again there's all different types of practices out there that's not just witchcraft you know obviously you got uh, shamanism you know you yep. have tons of different things different uh things we don't even know about because we're westerners mm-hmm. right yep and then sound healing and frequencies yep so so a lot of 
yeah, you go ahead and I know you got something to say about this one. Yeah, so like you can use like certain frequencies, like if you want to look up a YouTube video. And you know, some temples have natural frequencies to them. And I'm I can't think of which one I was gonna say, but I know on an episode of Ancient Aliens, there's a temple that actually was created by the civilization that you know um, he built it, created the frequency you know 1111 in their temple purposely because it is a healing thing and they wanted it to be a sacred space. And yeah. that is a really good one. And like I said, you can go on YouTube or wherever and find some healing frequencies you can you know go for the gregorian chants if you want to so those are ancient like catholic uh, based in um, catholicism Catholicism. (laughs) and they um pretty much it's things that i found that people play because i don't have a catholic background at all Um, So I didn't know about this until recently. And basically, you can play these sounds. And uh, you can also do it with Christian music. People do it. But these are like ancient songs that you play at a low, low volume throughout your house all day. And it's supposed to drive away negativity. Um, Churches and stuff like that, they have like a set. They sometimes create packets and have like a set way of uh, letting you answer questions and it helps them determine how much spiritual help you need. Yep. And some people go that route and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I have a client yeah. that's doing that right now because yeah. I, I can't drive to her house and do an exorcism because I live further away. Right. And, you know, depending on what it is, not everybody should try to ever perform an exorcism. Yeah. Like that's important to say too. Like, you know, I'm, I've been around that personally mm-hmm. and it is scary. Mm-hmm. Like movies don't do it justice. You, we are gave, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in this and some people don't believe that. So uh, people that, you know, in the Catholic faith, they, they would never try to do that. To somebody else, for example, mm-hmm. even in Christian faiths, they would some of some denominations would never try to do that themselves. And then other types of Christian faiths, they definitely believe that we are gave the gift of deliverance, like we are able to provide that and um, in one way, shape or form. And I resonate with that mm-hmm. personally. Um, I think. Yeah, I think that we we have the ability to, but it's still something that has to be learned. And you, definitely, you have to do it with divine help. Yeah, and it's it's the light. It's it to me. It's the light within you mm-hmm. that's given to you by divinity itself. And I'm very confident I can do it. Right, and mm-hmm. then you have with sound healing because uh, there's one thing is two is drumming. So a lot of people actually cleanse out earth energy lines with drumming, yeah. And I've that's you that. know ancient, yeah. It's ancient and um, pretty much you you know the drumming and the rhythm and like they'll do chants and prayers and different things that's been done for thousands of years but people still do that in certain mm-hmm. practices and just energy work in general um to be able to heal people but not just for people to heal the earth 
calling back energies and stuff of the such. Because if you're in a place, like we're talking about places that are fucky or funky and they have bad energy, a lot of times that's one of the things they'll resort to to be able to clear out the energy. And Gaia has the ability to heal herself, right? Mm. So... It is uh, definitely part of sound healing healing and frequencies. And then, of course, you have singing bowls, you have chimes, you have all kinds of things music-wise. Music is very much tied into frequency and sound, obviously, because it's music. So mm -hmm. it can um, – it's fair to say, too, the type of music you listen to. Now, this – some people would disagree with this, and I used to be one of them. But certain types of music that I used to listen to, I cannot listen to anymore because I hear and feel the darkness from it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And and if you want to even throw in a little science, um, psychologically, it can do things to you. And there's actually studies that have been done on this. And a good example is like certain tempos and certain like um, – like the quickness of beats and things, it's like it can affect your mood and your overall state of being. And it's very similar to how like we were talking about the rice experiment and like the water experiment. Like if you shout things at it in a negative way, it reacts differently than when you say positive affirmations to it. And it's very similar with how music works. And like a good example, people who listen to like techno or quick beat music like that tend to drive faster on the road than slower music and it's been proven oh yeah that's true but yeah. i did it with metal yeah I am if it's aggressive player. music they can do that too yep and different types of music like she was saying it creates a pattern so a lot of times if it's something pleasant at a pleasant frequency it creates a beautiful geometrical pattern and if it does not then it actually creates like chaos mm -hmm. um it's not anything with beautiful lines and patterns and imagery it's actually just chaotic so i've seen some of those images and it's very fascinating i was gonna say like I can't listen to rap music at all. Like, especially right. if they're talking about, like, sex, drugs, ab like, abuse. I cannot do it. Right. And I that's part of the negativity part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sound healing is definitely, you know, really important. And I think it's an area for me that I would like to study more. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I want to study more about sound healing and frequencies. Um, I know we've probably left a few things out, but there's tons of different types of sound healing. Mm -hmm. And then lastly is nature itself. Yep. So nature is healing for everybody grounding wise. That's why they say, take your shoes off and go walk around in the grass or yep. in the field or whatever, you know, watch out for snakes. I'm kidding, but like, <laughs> not really. I'm actually not, especially right now, <laughs> but uh, for real, like you want to be out in nature. Now, if you're in a place that is not healed, if you're in a sick place, there are places in, on the earth that are sick that causes negative energy entities, beings, all kinds of different things, you know, mm -hmm. obviously that's probably not the best place to go healing yourself. Especially you graveyards. <laughs> right. And I find that graveyards are actually fairly peaceful. Honestly, I do. Um, sometimes I got the heebie-jeebies, but for the most part, it's very, I feel like honor and respect a lot of times. Well, I'm talking about like where 
like battles and shit where people are just buried there. I don't mean like cemeteries. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah there's that's, two different yeah, things. Yeah. Two, yeah, two different scenarios. I got what you mean. Yeah, and I wouldn't recommend going to Gettysburg on the battlefield and taking your shoes off yeah. and soaking it all in. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that today. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you guys get it. You know, it's kind of elementary, but it's it's fair enough said because some people are really, really, really new to this. So we just want to cover all bases. You know? you know what I started doing really before I even knew I had psychic abilities, and I have no idea why I started doing it and I just started doing it out of the blue. Every time I would be driving or in the car, if I would see roadkill on the street, like I would just envision white light around that like dead animal and or I don't know, I used to like do this thing where I would do I don't know, some kind of hand motion. Now I can't think of what the hand motion is. You're talking about when you were a kid? Like uh, early 20s. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, I just felt like it needed to be purified. That's your Aurora connection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know, I mean like the Disney character where you were connected with yeah. the land and the trees and the animals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, re it was almost like you were, uh, what's the word, reverence, you're paying, like you're acknowledging yeah. It? Is that yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh, I, I know. Used to do I know what the hand motion is. I would tap with my fist, my left shoulder, or like heart with my fist. It was weird. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I've heard of people doing other things, like mm -hmm. pay, paying respect. To me, that's what it seems like. I don't yeah. know. I'm not you. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. But, like, a paying respects to different things. It's like yeah. seeing, you know, I get it. I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Faux show. Well, guys, those are the ways or the things, the tools, the items that you can use to protect yourself. Now, if we went into every single one of these and just, you know, hashed it all out, we tried to cover, you know, the basics and it's actually a little more than the basics. It's fairly extended, but this episode, we're not going to take a deep dive in each one of these things. We'll probably save that for a later time. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you can find information mm -hmm. about every single one of these with Daddy Google, you <laughs> know, or you can always ask us or somebody else. I mean, ask somebody if that's in practicing in yeah. their own spirituality or religion, like wherever you're comfortable, ask questions. You know, there's a lot of people that do this type of work in one way or another. They're always very open to give you an answer because mm -hmm. ultimately we want everybody to feel safe. That's why we do what we do. So now we are to how to properly cleanse your space and pretty much yourself so you always when you're cleansing a space you know everybody has a different layout and setup but the the main thing to understand is is if you're using sage or any other type of herb you want to crack some windows preferably if that's not possible um try to at least crack like a door or something because some people have live in older homes with like the, you know the windows have been nailed shut any way you can get any type of airflow preferably though you want to crack a few windows. Some people like to crack one in every room, you know, 
that's that's cool but the main thing is is you have to start in the the back most part of your house so let's say you have a two-story house i always use this as an example because you can cleanse the one-story house the same way and just go out you know the front door or the door that you use as your front door for example so don't want to jump ahead but if you have a two-story house and you go upstairs and in the very like from the furthest room away from the steps bathroom bedroom whatever room it is you want to start in that room and you want to work your way out to the entrance of the second floor when you get downstairs you want to repeat the process but you want to get to the furthest point or the furthest room away from your front door or the door that you use the most to go in and out of. For me, I use my back door sometimes more than my front door or vice versa. And depending on which door I'm using the most in my residence, I will push out the energy there. So you want to work your way from the back to the quote front door and push out. If you have a basement, you can either you can choose I prefer to to push everything out the door I use the most to the entrance to the home and that signifies that you know my door is closed to you you're not welcome in my home so if you have a basement let's say you have um, a two-story house in a basement so you will go downstairs and even if let's say if your basement door is in the hallway back away from the front door that's fine Crack, make sure you have something cracked down there. You can cleanse that space down there and then come back upstairs and work your way towards the front door. And I hope that makes sense. What happens if you have a walkout basement or you just have a door in your basement that leads outside? Yeah, you can you can waft it out that door too. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, I don't think there, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I've done that before um, you can waft it out that door or you can push it back upstairs and push it out. Everything collectively out um you know there's a little you have a little wiggle room but the most important thing is to push everything out you want to get your closets um if you if you really want to go the extra mile you can get like an attic space Mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't do that for obvious reasons now that's the that's the action but while you're in each room it is important to start again if you enter the room on the you want to go to the opposite side, the furthest way from the entry, and start basically drawing the pattern of your walls, windows, and doors. That way, you're taking the sage, for example, and you'll you'll draw around the room, and you'll draw out the windows. You seal your windows and doorways, and and even if it's a closet door, always make take extra time. And of course, you do this. You know, we left out probably the most important part. You always have like a a prayer, an intention. You always want to like put on your own self-defenses. So you don't want to just start cleansing your house Mm -hmm. and, you know, out of nowhere, like it's time to cleanse the house. Let's do this. No, you, you gotta have, you have to have some type of spiritual preparation for this. And there's different ways to do that too. Mm -hmm. Like personally, I like to ground myself center. I like to put on my own spiritual protection. I like to really get in the mood. I have went and cleansed places and I got in the mood so much by the time I got there, it had already left. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm not joking, but it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I swear, I, I swear I was on the way up there. And I guess because of the work that I do, because I can remotely cleanse certain things from the area and I'm still working on getting better at that. Like, that's my ultimate goal. I'm talking about remote clearing. Um, this is something advanced, more advanced that, you know, I'm, I'm still learning about um because it can be dangerous so we're just now talking about house cleansings though yeah <laughs> no like remote cleansings but that has happened before mm -hmm. um but yeah make sure you you basically draw out your room and get the smoke good you know going because sage you you definitely want to bring whatever you're lighting lighting it with with you because sage can go out sometimes and out you want to have something to waft it you know you mm -hmm. want to have something to catch the ash unless you're okay with it falling on the ground you know most people aren't starting uh, but it happens <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but it does happen sometimes so be aware of that if you're mm -hmm. using any type of herb um it can spark off i've had that happen before um you can have things happen uh supernaturally while you're doing this i set off an alarm uh, a smoke detector oh my god i do that so much <laughs> yeah well the creepy thing was it wasn't it, i wasn't even in that room mm -hmm. and the door was closed and it and the, the actual smoke alarm was right above me and it set it off in another room mm -hmm. and then after i walked around it cut off in the room that i went in it cut off because it was so ear piercing because it was so loud it only set off one detector but the other detectors were working mm -hmm. it was because you had to it's something it's too fancy for me it's like you had to open the door mm -hmm. and shut the door for the alarm to turn off oh because of the airflow no they're wired that way Oh. From my understanding, yeah, I've never heard of anything like that. I think that's fancy, but that's kind of what happened. It was something fucky. I, I don't know. I was going to say, like, when mine trip, I will open and close a door to create, like, wind with it to get it to shut the fuck up. Hell yeah, you got to wait, waft stuff. Yeah. No, this was, this was different. It was like you had to shut open and shut the door to make the alarm cut off, and I found that to be very odd. So maybe it's like to check the room and make sure it's okay yeah pretty much i assume something like that mm -hmm. if anybody knows let us know in the comments below that's yeah. pretty cool anyways <laughs> that's our question we're asking you guys for the week i'm kidding i'm just kidding uh but yeah so once you start to do this you know you clear your space if you're using sage re reintroduce some positive things like mm -hmm. a, a nice white candle make sure you take a shower mm -hmm. too you definitely want to cleanse yourself uh, easiest way to do that if you ever cleanse your home is to bathe after yeah that is like a common practice that's been done for many 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 years um when it comes to cleansing yourself and your home it can be a lot more complicated than that just because you cleanse your home one time doesn't mean everything's going to go away sometimes it can sometimes uh you have to cleanse your house on a schedule uh -huh. you know most of the time normal situations you might not have to cleanse your house at all but it's recommended you, you definitely want to do it once a year being like real definitely want to try to do it honestly every six months if you have no problems at all probably would be better mm -hmm. um or you can choose a day Spring if you're you've cleaning. got yeah nothing exactly you can do it however you want it 
If you have problems, depending on the type of problem and the severity of the problem, you will have to cleanse it with different things uh, in different time frames. So there isn't there's more to it for sure. And I'm, I know we'll probably talk about some of those things when we talk about psychic abilities too. Mm-hmm. So um, just keep that in mind. I want to say, of- like when I do my cleansings of my house, I also you know when I because outlining the doors and windows actually has helped me tremendously and I always when I do that I imagine white light sealing each thing along with shit being sucked out and live from metapsychics actually saw like the tornado sucking things out and it was really cool to have that validation right and if you're into visualization and stuff mm-hmm. that's definitely something you can do yeah if you are at the, yeah if you if you're able to do that you can definitely do that and, for sure and i ask archangel michael or gabriel to just help too in general yep because that's what i i've done um i wouldn't recommend doing it if you're not advanced and doing stuff like that i wouldn't recommend doing it if you see any type of entity unless you know what you're doing uh doing it and just yeah doing it for just uh situations as like imagining white light and cleansing out the house that's great do that Mm -hmm. but if you if you start to and this i mean at the time if you start to see an entity in your visions when you're doing this because some people see have visions with their eyes open because i do a lot of people do but i personally do myself so i can have my eyes open and still be visualizing this stuff and then see something so if you were to do that 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 can happen um and if you're not prepared you probably shouldn't be cleansing your house anyways if it's something really bad i'm gonna be 100 Mm -hmm. like you need help if you're if you're just getting into this depending on the person and where they are that's when i'll suggest they can cleanse their the house their house themselves but it is an important time to say sometimes depending on the situation you're in um mentally physically emotionally spiritually where you're at and what's going on sometimes you do have to have outside help to do this so mm-hmm. there's a good warning especially for that well. with sage because that can piss off a lot of things it can yeah and there's other ways to get rid of certain things mm-hmm. like you know in the fey realm it's like iron oh yeah the horseshoes you know, and the nails uh-huh. Yep, and you have those are other types of objects. I actually meant to mention that, like, as when it comes to like medallions and you know certain like Appalachian folk magic uh, traditions, you people would take and put nails in a jar by their on a mason jar by their door mm-hmm. to prevent. And then um, the corn cobs above the door, certain uh, things like the corn cobs, they, uh, the dried corn cobs are protective. They say the horseshoes. And stuff of the such. A lot of um, folklore involved in that kind of stuff, too, which I know there's tons out there. We could never talk about all of them <laughs> yeah. uh, to in one episode. Trust me. It would have to be, you know what I mean? It'd have yeah. to be just a series. You could talk about that kind of stuff, honestly, in a series. All right. So now cleansing yourself. So you can't just cleanse your space. You got to cleanse yourself. And sometimes it isn't even the space that's haunted. It could be the person. And so it's really important to do, you know, some things to help cleanse yourself. And so we already spoke about deliverances and exorcisms in like really uh, bad situations and using water and baths and stuff. But you can also, like you sage your house and use Palo Santo in your house, you can do it with yourself. And pretty much you start at the top 
of your head or above your head and then work your way down. And I do it like in a crossway because of your, like your shoulders and stuff. And it's more yeah that than just like a religious thing, even, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I do the same as well with different things, depending on what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like sure. with the holy oil, cause you can use that too. It's like, you want to make sure you don't miss anything because things like to get in the nooks and crannies. But then, you know, we always talk about Reiki and we already spoke about Reiki in a previous episode. So you can always go back and listen to that. But you can use Reiki as a way to energetically cleanse yourself. And along the same lines, you can also use crystals. So you can just use crystals or use crystals in addition to Reiki and use them in your or use them as a tool in your Reiki practice. Um, and yep. if you can't do it yourself, you can always go to someone that specializes in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. I'm trying to think what else. So I use this, I make essential oils. I make protect, yeah. I, I make essential oils for different types of things. And I use those for protection. I use them, um, for enlightenment. I guess you could say like opening my intuition. Mm-hmm. But since we're talking about spiritual protection, yes. So you can, um, you can ha- have items like that for personal use, like a roller balls. Yes. So I use that. And then um, also like mist sprays and stuff like herbal mist sprays. You can spray uh, on yourself as long as they're safe. Of course, you don't want to just randomly buy something you and spray yourself with it. That's for the room. The same spray with energy mindfulness. <laughs> yep. You can use the, yep. You could if you wanted to, yeah. but it is kind of loud. But yeah, there's certain like body mists that you can buy. There's soaps you can yep, use, use with those. herbs in them and mm-hmm, bath salts Lotions. and stuff. I know we've talked about, yeah. Mm-hmm, I know we've talked about some of them, but to cleanse yourself, this is just part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use all that. All that type of stuff as well. And like you do with your space, you can use the white light and divine guidance through your spirit guides and or other benevolent beings. And you know what's interesting too? Sometimes if my body goes a long time without being cleansed, I have this spiritual team of females that literally all wear the same thing. It's like they wear the navy blue like dress. It's like a long skirt thing and their hair is always in a nice, perfect bun. And I'm laying there and they're literally sucking out the negative energy that's sitting in my body. That's interesting. And that's probably very helpful Mm -hmm. considering the stuff you pick up for sure. Yep. So there are so many ways. So when it comes to cleansing yourself, you can also use pretty much everything we said like in the tools but yoga you can use in combination with other tools nature you can use like you said with like putting your bare feet on the ground to uh to get out all the negative stuff and usually that's what helps me with the negative energy is I'll just go outside and visualize it coming out my feet and into the ground and I feel better Yeah, and that's mixed with, like, meditation. 
Yep. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, everything can coincide with each other. It's not, they can be used on an individual basis or a separate basis. Cause like I use candles with herbs and flowers and oils and wood and salt crystals. and ash. <laughs> yeah. And crystals I use, you know, mm -hmm. so those are like the little candles that I make. So, um, I mean, it, it all can be used together. And when you find your methods that work is the best, mm -hmm. honestly. And so that pretty much covers the basics for your house clearing and yourself and the way to do it properly. Um, again, before you do anything like that, do your research, find out what's going to work for you. But once you start to do this and you're having any type of problems with energy entity, this is specifically really for entities and beings and you know things that you just don't want around anymore i've noticed this um and this is something that spirit kind of gave to me it's something i've i've learned over time um is that they start to back away slowly but surely um when you have an entity on you and in your energy field or interacting with you uh i can use my client for an example that's what happened with her. This thing was literally on her, hurting her chest um, and like messing and manipulating with her energy very close and personal, touching her and all that. Throughout working with her, this specific entity, and I, I mean, I, I had the knowledge to tell her this from past experiences. This is recent. I informed her, I said, the more we push this out, the further and further away it gets. I I can understand how this happens. Like I understand why, but I can't really give you any more details than that. But whatever type of practices you're using, it pushes these things further and further back. And over a course of a few weeks, this thing got further and further away. The next time that she actually caught evidence, this is a validation for what I'm trying to explain is kind of what I'm getting at. It was at the window the next time she recorded evidence it was at the tree so this thing was getting progressively pushed further and further back from her is this every situation no nay nay it's not sometimes things are poof gone good but if you're dealing with something that's very intertwined in you or your place this is how i've personally seen it happen sometimes you have divine uh, guidance and you know benevolent divine beings come in and pull them straight out and they're gone or you cross things over or you kick their ass out into another dimension whatever the hell you're doing mm. <laughs> pretty much mm -hmm. sometimes though you have things like this back off and um i really I mean, we've talked about it, but I don't know if we've ever really talked about it to that degree. Uh -uh. Um, and I personally haven't heard anybody else talk about it. I don't know if you've heard besides like I know you've heard it from me, but I don't know if that's something that's commonly known. I don't think it is because I don't think I've ever heard it before you. Right. So this is just I'm just saying it might not be something everybody has heard. This is just something that I share from the experience of, you know, just dealing with this type of stuff. Um, I know one time I was talking to a girl about her situation. And as we were talking, I felt something about 50 yards. I know it was kind of far, maybe not 50, let's say 35 yards away from us standing there watching. 
and it was attacked. It was something that was associated with her, but it was not allowed to get any closer. Um, but it did. It eventually got closer and cl- it was like we almost called it. So talking about it can call it back too. Um, we've had that experience a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like when you give it energy, depending on where you are. So none of this is a hundred percent. And I think it's like an important time to say that if you're a person having these issues, sometimes they can go away really fast and sometimes it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the whole backing off process, quote unquote, takes time. Mm-hmm. And that's just from my experience. And I think depending on the entity depends on everything too, because not everything is going to back off the same way. Like you said, some yeah. might take way longer and some might just be okay. Bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really important to understand that when you're reaching out for help, it's not a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Sometimes depending on what it's some, sometimes it is though. Um, but it depends on the person. If you open up the doors to let the stuff right back in, then, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're bringing it to yourself. And, and that is very possible, too. I notice, too, sometimes it takes multiple sessions of cleansings to get rid of things. And just through experience of watching other people try to help other people. And if you notice, sometimes um, their clients will keep coming back because the problem isn't fixed because they only did one cleansing or they didn't tackle the the source of the problem, which a lot of times, like we always say, could be the trauma aspect. Right. Even in exorcisms, mm-hmm. like, is it, you know, they take time. Sometimes it takes, it doesn't just go one time and everything. Sometimes it does, but not all the time. So, Keep that in mind. There's a lot of factors there. So do not get discouraged Mm -hmm. if you are having, you know, continual issues. It does get better over time and knowledge is power. Yep. So ultimately, when you take all these things together, you know, it, it is how you spiritually protect yourself. Some people just do it with prayer and they're okay with that. And some people prefer other ways. You know, uh, some people won't go as far as making a herbal candle and that's Mm -hmm. fine. All of these work in their own special way and all of these can stand alone and help or they can be merged together and help as well. Yep. So I hope that we were able to answer some questions and give some insight about spiritual protection today and i'm sure we'll be talking a little more about it again throughout the series because it's going to come up probably at some point when we're talking about psychic abilities here in the next couple weeks and you know we're always learning too we could you know find entities or discover entities that we didn't even know existed and then that's like a whole new bag of worms and then they're going to have their own way of being cleansed and so on and so forth so it's like you're going to be learning with us as we keep going on this journey right and it's it's different it's different for everybody every situation is different but i can say most of the time if it's a particular type of entity you can at least identify it by its traits they they are predictable so that is the good news Mm -hmm. that is the good news they are predictable and we have divine help that is even better news yep you just have to ask for it 
So, because again, this sounds all like we're doing it. Nay, 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 nay. So again, the most important thing about spiritual protection is belief, yeah. intention, and discernment. Those mm-hmm. are the three things that I can say that you have to strive for. I'm not even going to say completely, fully possess those things. I'm saying like you have to strive for it, ask for it, and, you know, overall want things to be different. Yep. Because if you if you do not want it to happen, you were therefore willing it away. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we like said this yet, but like when cleansing anything, whether it's you and or your space, you have to say out loud or in your mind that you want it gone because through the law of free will, nothing's going to happen if you don't say what your intentions are. Yeah, 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 definitely. Remember, you can write it down, mm-hmm. which is really good for some people. It works really well. Speak it out loud, like she said, or you can use your thoughts. I would yeah. recommend mostly either writing it down or speaking it aloud. Yep. Unless you're uh, practicing uh, mediumship or you're a psychic, even psychics and intuitives could do that. I wouldn't recommend doing it in your thoughts unless mm-hmm. you know what you're doing fully. Yeah, I like to do a mixture. I, I like to write it, though, with because it brings out more of the intention and makes it stronger. Yeah, personally, I write most of my, my stuff. And I'll say it if I'm cleansing a house or I'll think, I mean, I do all three, too. But mm-hmm. most for most of my methods, I write my intentions down and what I need to happen, mm-hmm. basically. But, yep, that pretty much sums it up. If you guys have any questions, you can always message us with questions about spiritual protection. If you have any questions, mm-hmm. um, if you need help, you know, we do take that uh, questions about that on as needed basis. So we help the clients that are having the biggest problems first. You can reach out to me and Emily together, me and Emily separate, mm-hmm. however you want to do it. Um, And we'll do our best because we sometimes it it takes a lot to do just one case, guys. So if you have any questions, just be patient with us if we can't get right back to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a wrap, guys. Get for doodles. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up. (laughs) 